KC's Professor of Rock digs deep into our library. Oh, 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 oh it's really dusty in here. Oh. Picks out some long lost favorites and tells the stories behind them. This is the AD Round Treat. The AD Round Treat is brought to you by your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra. Experience every electrifying moment. Tickets at slso.org. Big meaty man slapping me. Are in town tonight. Yes, they because are. Because of WWE Monday Night Raw. And you dug back through your record collection to find something precious from the archives that is appropriate on a day like today. Yeah, you know, I originally went diving through the old collection at my parents' house to find something else and came across this, um, which is an album that came out in 1987. The WWF used to put out albums of original music from like wrestling themes, mm-hmm. and they'd always have like some guest appearances. And I found a copy of Piledriver, the wrestling album number two. The wrestling album number two, which meant the first one sold so well. They're like, you know what we need? Another one another of these. Another one of these. <laughs> and on it is uh, a version of a song that we've talked about. The artist, uh, Rick Derringer, is an artist that we play on KC. But he did a version of one of his classics with the Hall of Fame announcer. Mm-hmm. Mean, woo, by God, Gene Oakland. So freaking cool. And you've got the vinyl queued up, ready to go. We listened to this before. I think they basically just took the master tapes of Rick Derringer's Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo and recut it with some guest vocals I'm on it. Sure. Before we get into this, though, you're a person who is a collegiate athlete. I am. You are seven feet tall. Yes. You're a cuddly teddy bear of a man, but an imposing figure if yes. you don't know this. Did anybody from the world of professional wrestling and your show business travels, working at record labels and managing bands ever say to you, you should be a wrestler? Uh, as a matter of fact, back in the mid-aughts, we'll say, uh-huh. uh, I was working a show in Minneapolis. I had one of my artists on the show, and there was another artist who was there, and her father was uh, her tour manager. Uh-huh. And he came up to me. And I said, man, I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, sir, I, you gave me so much happiness throughout the years with my dad. I just want to say thank you for everything. And he looks at me and shakes my hand and he says, brother, I just want to know why you aren't in the ring. Give me two years of your life and I'll turn you into a monster. And I said, Mr. Hogan, I will do whatever <laughs> you want me to do. Holy crap. Hulk Hogan said that you could be a wrestler and he was there when you said he was tour managing his daughter, who is an artist. This must mean Brooke Hogan. Yes. Hulk Hogan has many charming attributes and things going for him. His skills as a parent, probably not one of them. Yeah. yeah. I remember when she first came out, she was like 16 years old. And a friend of mine was interviewing her and Hulk Hogan at the same time at some sort of press junket thing. And she was 16. And the Hulkster was like, hey, can't show you this now, but in two more years, Playboy. (laughs) All right. All right. I guess all press is good press. Okay. All right. So we should probably move right on with this. It is the WWF version of Rick Derringer's Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo with me. Oh, it was loud. Like all things wrestling related, they turned the volume up. Yes. Big meaty man slapping me. Remix. Big meaty man slapping me. <laughs> the AD 
Show with A.D. Roundtree. Once you get in that car, we are going all the way. Mornings on KC.